Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Hello there, guys. Welcome to another episode of Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. What's going on, guys? I hope that you've had a fantastic week. I feel much better than I did last time. I apologize if I brought anybody down with my mood, not my intentions, (laughs) but it was just how I was feeling and now I feel a lot better. I've regrounded myself and I've meditated and cleared away all the negative energy away from my fields energetic field is clear and clean and that bubble is (laughs) resealed and re-energized as you can tell. I am so happy to be here once again with you guys. My friend Mary is back here again. She came a couple of days ago. We had a super great weekend. We went to the Renaissance Fair and we dressed up and had such a great time. And there was tons of music. We went to another festival earlier today, too. So it was a really fun, really fun weekend. Beautiful weather. Fall is my favorite time of year. And that's what's taking place right now. Also, I would love to say a warm welcome to Cambodia, Sweden, Denmark, Greece, Brazil, Canada. And if I didn't say it last week... Shout out to Lithuania. Super happy to have you guys a part of this community. So before we get started, there's just a couple of things that I would like to share. First, I think we should check in again. I think I'm going to start doing that every episode. It's a really great thing for you guys as males to do because a lot of men don't take the time to do this. I'm not saying all. I'm saying most. So let's just take like 30 seconds to check in. So I want you to just take your awareness inward and just slowly feel how your body is feeling at this present moment and your mind. Do you feel tension anywhere in your body, in your chest, limbs, head? And what are the emotions you're experiencing right now? What is your mood? And then I want you to take a deep breath in for a few seconds. And then as you take that deep breath in, I want you to hold it. And now just release, let it all out. And as you do that, just let all the tension go and see it as a dark energy leaving your body. I like to see it as the dark smoke that is leaving my body, all the toxins, all the negativity that I've taken in throughout the day or the week. Whatever works for you, just let it all go. This is extremely helpful to do even just once once a day. And just take one more breath in and then we're going to sigh. One breath in. It's good. It feels good. (laughs) 
one last thing before we get started. And you guys, you you know that you can fast forward this crap if you don't want to listen to my intro, but <laughs> I want to share something that I think would be just really adorable. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I think it would be really fantastic. I think it's a fantastic idea. You know how most people are secretly in love with someone, right? You know that one person that you are in love with and maybe they know maybe they don't and that's okay so this is what I was thinking because I want to get you guys really involved so (laughs) here's my thought wouldn't it be great if you guys could write a love letter to that person anonymously And you shared it with me and I could read it on the show. I could do just like an episode of love letters and it can do two things for you. One, it will just help you to say the things that you need to say. And two, you could either decide to send that letter to that lover or you can decide to do what you will with it. I just think it would be really great if you guys could write whatever you're feeling, this can help other men to help them express. But how fun would that be to just have like a little episode on romance? I know you guys love romance too, you know. It's not just the women. So think about that. (laughs) If you feel like doing that, Feel free to send it to me at ConsciousWisdomHealing at gmail.com. Express what you need to say. And depending if I get any or if I get a few, I'll either do a separate show or I'll just, I'll just read them quickly before the next episode. I think I would like to keep that completely separate though, honestly. I think it would be kind of cool. All right guys. That's enough of the romantic gestures. Let's just get started on tonight's topic, okay? So last week I spoke on the topic of existentialism and I wanted to carry on into that into this week. So tonight I kind of want to touch on the causes of an existential crisis, the dangers of being pulled into an existential vacuum, and I really want to talk about helping you to find meaning and purpose in the midst of all the meaninglessness that's taking place right now. Okay, so I'd like to first say this. There's a spiritual solution to everything. And your heart knows all the answers. And in my opinion, all the suffering that takes place in life is only to push us more towards the light. Many, if not all people, reflect on the fundamental questions in life. What is the purpose of my daily activities? Are these the goals I should be exploring? Who am I and what is the purpose of all this? Am I really following the right path? These are questions that so many of us ask. And we feel very anxious in the absence of an answer. I think just the the central question 
is whether or not a person's life or life itself has any pre-existing meaning. A major event can take place, like facing a medical diagnosis that involves death, a death of a loved one, acute stress around difficult decisions, a divorce. You may meet someone that triggers these questions in you, or it can sneak up on you out of absolutely nowhere, like Jack in the Box. (laughs) But major towers will begin to fall around you. And when this happens, this can cause one to get swept up in an existential crisis. And an existential crisis can also stem from an existential neurosis, which is when we don't take responsibility for our own life. It's a chronic meaninglessness, aimlessness, and apathy. And for those of you that didn't tune into last week's episode, an existential crisis, or what I like to call it a spiritual awakening or the dark night of the soul, because they're very, very similar, is when intrusive questions about the futility of life and their place in the world become very overwhelming. Here's why I think I feel like it's part of a spiritual experience. Because it will often come in to shift our focus from our ego to our higher self. And it's about killing our ego to rise tall. And by smothering the pride, we have a higher sense of self-worth. And the best version of ourselves pushes through the pain to find that joy. It does. It creates a lot of chaos. Life becomes very murky, confusing, uneasy, and dark as hell. And you realize that things that used to be meaningful aren't meaningful anymore. And there's a massive amount of dread, especially when we, when you get sucked into that existential vacuum. And that is a sense of utter despair that comes from that existential crisis. This is basically going down that rabbit hole to find the answers, but unable to get the hell out of there. It's the inability to find or create meaning. This leads to a place of emptiness and alienation. It's so easy to fall into this hole of finding any kind of hope. The term existential vacuum was coined by Viktor Frankl in 1946 from his book, Man's Search for Meaning. Please go read that book. Really great book. And if you think your life's bad, wow. Highly recommend. But he identified this term, existential vacuum, as the feeling of total and ultimate meaningless of our lives. If you guys can remember Jim Carrey back in like 2018, I think it was, he had went through a complete collapse in his life. He had lost his ex-girlfriend to suicide and he was really going through it. And 
a lot of people thought he lost his mind, that he was going absolutely insane, and and they just thought he was totally nuts. But I could understand him because I was experiencing my awakening around the same time. But people are so quick to judge when it comes to something so unfamiliar or foreign to them. Because we automatically think that person's weird just because they aren't acting the way that we're conditioned to behave or whatnot. Anyway, Jim Carrey is a really great example of someone who has experienced an existential crisis or, again, a spiritual awakening. When we become so immersed in this space of these daunting questions and we're facing death, we can easily find ways to disconnect with ourselves. We at times may do anything and everything to avoid this silence, right? And this is where we might actually find those answers, but sometimes when that silence is pushed upon us, we feel threatened by that and we push back. But when we're experiencing something like this, the best way to receive this type of experience is to see it as a major turning point in your life. An existential crisis may happen one time or it might happen a few times in your life. It might not happen at all in this lifetime. It's the uncertainty of this process that may lead you to the most profound outcomes and answers if you settle into that silence. Even if it may be challenging and hard to deal with, people just fear what they can't control. The meaning of life is one of the world's most beautiful mysteries. It's unique for each of us. I think it's definitely vital to have goals, a vision for the future, and drive. And that's part of taking responsibility for your life and outcome for sure. There's two main key factors that were supported by research that make life feel meaningful. And they are emotions because they inspire us, they drive us, and they motivate us. And relationships, this is what anchors and stimulates us. You know, the connections with others. And humans will often associate meaning with things in their life. And by creating meaningful things around us, like relationships, art, literature, we give ourselves meaning through those things. But I want to ask you, have you discovered a satisfying life purpose or meaning of life? Because the life that we're living is inevitably reflecting the answer to it or lack of. Meaning and purpose is never truly absent. I think individuals just may be blind or don't recognize its presence in their life. So for me, meaning is just in living. Meaning is the air in my lungs. Meaning is my veins and the blood pumping through them. Meaning is my heart beating a hundred thousand times a day without doing anything. 
meaning is my brain generating 25 watts of power while just awake. To me, that's significance and that's beauty. And when you have a mystical experience, nothing is ever the same. But in order to have a mystical experience, one must be silent. And some isolation is required for that. And a great place to find answers is connecting back to self. I feel God lies within me, and that's meaning enough for me. And that's very emotional for me. And when you can reconnect with yourself rather than reject yourself, you're contributing more to this world by making it better. We were given life. Just go out in nature one day, any day, and stand in a garden and stare at a flower. Or stand under a tree and watch the sun rays peek through the branches, through the leaves. And if you stand or lay there long enough, truly being present, you will feel meaning there. If you're still enough. And that's the greatest quest on this journey, is to find that spiritual peace. And I think it's so often what people are seeking. We move through life hungry, unsatisfied, fearful of the unknown, constantly searching for answers. But what are we truly yearning after? We're overlooking the significance of meaning by just the constant quest to find it when it's already within us. Ask yourself what you're truly looking for and why you can't seem to find it. I think a lot of times our purpose comes from our deepest suffering. But for some, for those of you that are still struggling, I want to share with you some ideas to finding purpose and meaning. And by the way, people who find purpose in life have better mental health. They're more involved in healthy activities. Some manage stress better. Having purpose improves brain function. They have a lower risk of developing coronary artery disease, strokes, or heart attacks. And when it comes to purpose, it should come from the heart space and how it's giving back. Don't allow life to distract you in finding your purpose. We get so easily distracted by relationships or people or just just the chaos all around us. Here's some steps in finding it. First, discover your values and your passions. Next, reflect on your current and desired habits. Then reflect on your present and future social life. What does that look like? From there, you would write about your ideal career. And then you want to write about your ideal future. Write down attainable goals. What are they? Make small steps. They don't have to be real big. Also make commitments 
public in order to set those goals. It pushes you. It makes them more concrete. And I do that sometimes here with you guys. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to have a goal. And I tell you, I'm going to make sure that I get as close to that goal as possible. Research indicates that having goals set or planned goal attainments, it helps people gain direction. It gives them a sense of purpose. And when we have purpose, people feel more meaning in life. One last thing that I would like to share with you before I leave tonight, which may give you a different perspective on life. A psychologist named William Bradabart, he worked with a lot of dying patients. And he realized as he was working with them that it wasn't a question of how painful death was going to be or when it was going to be, but it was more of the search for meaning that can't be destroyed by death. And I also think I found this in my sister and even in my father. But according to psychologists, people believe that their lives are more meaningful due to three conditions. That they feel their existence is valued by others. They're driven by a sense of purpose or important life goals. Or they understand that their lives are coherent and integrated. According to psychologists and philosophers, the key to finding meaning is to connect and contribute to something that is larger than oneself, such as family, country, or God. And he learned that the need for meaning, the urge to create meaning, and the ability to feel meaning were fundamental motivators for human conduct while studying and being around the dying. So he ended up leading an eight-week group session to assist these people in finding meaning in their lives. And some of the sessions included activities such as asking them one or two experiences in their life that were extremely memorable and meaningful. Then he had them ask themselves the question of, who am I? Tapping into those identities that maybe gave them the most meaning. He had them share life stories with others and just kind of reflect on the importance of love, beauty, and humor and how it may be played in their life. Finally, he would have these patients consider the part of themselves that would carry on after they pass. What's their legacy that they're leaving? This could be their soul. It could be a creation of something. Maybe it's art or even children, work, and organization. And this exercise helped their spiritual and well-being increase. While their feelings of anxiety, hopelessness, and desire for death decreased. So there you have it. Proof is showing how powerful taking responsibility truly is. And if you think about it, if life never ended... Would you find meaning in it? Would you find it meaningful if it just kept going on 
and on and on and on forever. And I honestly think that we would also find a satisfaction in that as well. And maybe this is the purpose of death, just like the suffering is to find meaning. That's my thoughts. On to tonight's topic, guys. <laughs> I just find that we're very greedy individuals living from huge egos. And we really have to truly start to ask ourselves, just sit with that question for a while. If life just went on forever and we didn't age and we just kept living and going through life, what would that look like? Would you really find it to be meaningful then? There has to be suffering in order for us to appreciate life. It's all part of living. We are meant to be here. We are meant to suffer. And we are meant to find the meaning in that suffering on our own. And I've kind of already talked about all this in the earlier episodes of this podcast, but more in a spiritual sense. But here it is once again. And hopefully it helped some of you. I hope it did. I hope that you are taking something away from this episode today. And I so look forward to coming back here next week. I love you guys so much. Be well. And we will talk soon. Peace.